In a world where God is dying, four heathens come to deliver the final nails in the coffin. From the depths of hell, Satan sends four puppets of the imperialist West and the Zionist Jews against God, Islam, and tiny kittens to bring you their propaganda and conspire for a new world order. This is Secular Jihadists from the Middle East. Good morning, everybody, or good evening, depending on where in the world you are. Welcome to another episode of Secular Jihadists from the Middle East. I always have to catch myself because I accidentally, I'm about to say sexual jihadists, but it's not sexual, it's secular. It's after hours podcast. It's a Freudian slit. I mean, slit. Oh, God. <laughs> this is a terrible way to start this uh, this show. I, I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm recovering from from a cold. No, 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 don't. No, this is how There's you no always. No excuse uh, for that. <laughs> I, 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 this is, but I, I mean it sincerely. Like I, you know, that I am dedicated to this. I mean it from the heart of my bottom. So here we have the usual, um, our usual co-hosts, the usual suspects. We've got Yas Muhammad, Yasmin Muhammad, who is. Uh, uh, she writes at Confessions of an Ex-Muslim.com, and she has a book coming out called From Al-Qaeda to Atheism. And there's a reason it's called that is because. Yasmin was actually formerly um, married into Al Qaeda, and that's a really, uh, it's it's a, a really amazing story. That you know, if you hear the very first episode of uh, Secular Jihadists, um, she talks about it in detail over there. So you should check that out. Hi, Yas, how are you? Hi, well, Ali. Thank you. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. I missed you guys. I know I miss you too. It's been a week, but still, you know, <laughs> we do. We we like each other a lot, and then we also have. Uh, Armin Navabi. Armin Navabi, as we know, is the founder of Atheist Republic, which is the largest online platform for atheists in the world with over 1.7 million followers. He's also the author of the Amazon bestseller, Why There Is No God, which is consistently, um, you know, just for almost how long has it been? Two, three years now? Um, I'm not sure. I have to check. Yeah, but well. Still, still going strong. It's a, it's a fantastic book. So um, it's a book actually that Richard Dawkins asked Armin to sign for him. <laughs> yeah, that Armin wrote, and Armin's face was just like his jaw dropped to the floor. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> I was there. I saw it happen. Yeah. So um, uh, hi, Armin. Hope you're well. Hi. Thank you. All right, and and today we're going to be speaking to Katie. She's our guest for today. <clears throat> and Katie, the interesting thing about you is that you are an admitted former regressive leftist, correct? That's right. So regressive left, for those who are not familiar with the term, um, who wants to explain it? As, you go ahead. You tell us what it is. <laughs> I've already talked a lot. All right. Is your throat getting sore? Okay, I'll go. I'll try. So regressive left is a term that was coined by Majid Nawaz to, to describe people that are so far on the left that they are no longer progressive they're actually regressive. Um, and so it's people that are also commonly referred to as SJWs or social justice warriors. Um, or nowadays, we just call them like far lefties or lefty crazies. Libtars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. So how, does that all describe who you were, Katie? Pretty much, yeah. I was um, like, in, like, I'll get memories on my Facebook from things I posted a couple years ago and pretty embarrassing stuff. 
<laughs> you're cringing at yourself. Did you yeah, ever support hijab day? Because that's you know what? I don't I don't remember specifically like a day of celebration, but I do remember being like ridiculously like coming to bat for that sort of shit all the time. <laughs> Can you give us some examples of the things that you believed in that might that you don't believe yeah. in? Yeah. So like for a while I started to think that like white people were actually like like a, a curse on the world. And I was starting to actually feel really bad about myself. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm, and like, really, I was reading, like, what are those websites? You know, there's all those websites, they post stupid articles, like bustle.com and like, salon and all those like, super, yeah. Um, And they post things about like, how white people should just like, shut up, like all the time, <laughs> like they've got no place to speak about dear white people. Yeah, yeah. Like usually AJ plus AJ plus does a lot of that stuff yeah, too. I know like every, every online media outlet is just like, they're all drinking the Kool-Aid now. So. Yeah. I saw it like recently I saw something about, um, there's this guy who actually writes for, I think he writes for the New York times. Or, uh, I, I don't want to say if I'm not sure, but a major paper and he wrote something like, uh, interracial dating is one thing. But no, he said interracial dating is okay, but dating a white person is is a whole other thing. And I thought that was amazing. It just like this stuff is so bad. I mean, it's one thing to talk about the history of colonialism or whatever, whatever you want to talk about. I mean, those are those are, those are topics. <laughs> yeah. But to, to actually There's make it about um, once you start going into the whole white thing and start bringing it down to skin color, you're violating Martin Luther King Jr.'s quote. Yep. about the content of their character, people's character. Just, there was a, a, a New York Times guy who wrote, or girl, I don't actually know, who wrote an article titled, Would I Let My Friends, <clears throat> Would I Let my, fr- my Kid Be Friends with White People? I saw that. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was just like last week. Right, it, it just makes things worse. I mean, you're going to, if you want to say that, okay, you know, right now that atmosphere has gotten, um, like it's so racially divisive that where there are things that we need to lock, look out for. That's a whole different day. But to say that no, I, I don't know if I'm going to have my kid be friends with white people. It's insane. But, well, but that, go ahead, that's, Katie. that's that's just part of the racial division that you're talking about. Yeah, that's yeah. that's like advocating segregation. <laughs> like there's something really disturbed about being like, no, you can't be. Fr- I I don't know. I don't I don't think it's it's uh, the way to go. So, but Katie, what, what's wrong with um, acknowledging the dark history of a certain group of people and, you know, the crimes they have committed and the injustices they have done to large groups of people. What is wrong with recognizing that as part of, yeah, you can celebrate accomplishes, but accomplishments of some group of people, but what's wrong with also acknowledging that there was a lot of bad things that a group of people have done and accepting that as part of your history and, you know, trying to correct it. Um, there's nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, that's good. We shouldn't pretend that, you know, it's always been roses and whatever. But I think it comes to a point where when you're like shaming people daily for things that they personally didn't have a part in. I mean, it's fine to be like, yeah, your ancestor did some really fucked up things and, and whatever. But to be like, yeah, and now I have sort of a reason to hate you for it. Just, yeah, it just seems kind of silly. 
But is it is that really what they're saying? Are they saying that we should hate white people, or are we are they just saying that white people should acknowledge this as part of their history and be, and they should also be part of the solution and be responsible for the, um, being part of the solution by accepting that this is part of their history? Well, I guess that depends who you talk to, because reasonable people. Uh, do just that. They say, you know, this is what happened and we should talk about, you know, all these issues, but they're not going around and, you know, throwing it in people's faces all, all the time. Um, that's totally, yeah, that's, that's acceptable. And that's actually probably a good way to go about talking about these things. But, um, this whole sort of like, I'm going to guilt trip you and, you know, and I'm going to like hold this like privilege that you have, uh, over your head every time that, you know, I, I just, it's counterproductive. I don't, I don't see it as a good way to move forward. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think any group of people on this planet are innocent. Every group of people have, you know, in some way or another, you know, have had atrocities in their past. So, and also none of us are immune to it either. So there's oh, this- there's this idea that, no, no, I totally agree with you. Like, there's this idea that it can only go from white people to other groups, right? To people of color, because everybody yeah. else on the planet is another group other than white yeah. people, which what's more divisive than that, first of no all? Yeah. Um, but even within that, too, like, there's this idea that it's only unidirectional, but it's not. It's, an, it's multidirectional. So people of color are racist and oppressive to each other all the time and towards white people too. And it goes in all directions and it's just the human, it's human nature, unfortunately. Mm, Sorry, go on. No, sorry. I was just going to say that um, is inherent in every culture, every, like there's always going to be some very nasty people. It's, It's not like, it doesn't even make sense to think that, that uh and yeah i've heard people say that you know these cultures never did this stuff until white people mm, since humanity people have been you know murdering raping doing all sorts of things so i feel like that's bigotry of low expectations yeah you exactly know? Like, <laughs> like they're not yeah developed enough to do bad things or like what are you yeah. saying brown people know how to be racist too they also know how to be assholes <laughs> they're pretty good at it yeah. <laughs> so. so what helped you to get out of that how did you leave your white guilt behind or this whole self-flagellation that's pretty common these days. How did you, how did you work through that? Do you remember? Right. So a big part of it was I started watching like Blair White videos and, and, and kind of opening my eyes to different perspectives, not just the, you know, the Facebook, like whatever stupid uh, page it is posting, you know, informational videos in a 60 second clip. Um, And also kind of like, Okay, so my, my dad is really like conservative dude, right? And when I was younger, we used to always like, you know, bicker about, you know, he's like voted for the conservative party. And I was always like, oh, NDP and whatever. Um, and he always kind of instilled like deep down, even though I was like kind of being superbly regressive and white guilty and all that stuff. Um, I still had sort of the sense of like, you know, the world doesn't really like judge people on their character and their merit, not because of this and this and this. And I kind of still had that, you know, at the back of my mind. And then when I started to see how, um, how 
toxic it was getting, you know, when I started to realize, like, I'm starting to feel really bad about myself all the time. Um, I was like, maybe this isn't, you know, that good of a thing. <laughs> like, if I'm starting to be like, oh, I, I'm just like, I started to feel really small, like, not, you know, not like I should have, I don't know, I just, I just felt like, I guess, like a burden kind of, because that's what I was kind of reading a lot and stuff. And I guess maybe I'm just sensitive. Some people would just read it and be like, you know, whatever. Like, I don't care, but I was, I was like absorbing it like a sponge. <laughs> no, I totally, I totally get that. I've, I read an article where somebody called it, um, the original sin, like to be born white. Yeah. And yeah. It, it kind of yeah. reminds me of like some people that I know that grew up in conservative, like fundamentalist Christian communities who were gay and they knew that they were gay, but all day long they're hearing about how gay people are an abomination, et cetera, et cetera. So, it, this, there's a self-hate that starts to grow inside of you. And I feel like if you're telling any group of people constantly negative things about their identity, things that they can't change, you know, that's the way they are. Like if you keep on talking about how white people are this and white people are that, white people are like, there's nothing I can do about that. It's, yeah. like, it's the way I was born and I didn't do any of those things. And it sort of puts you in this helpless position where you have no option but to just start to hate on yourself. Yeah. And that's, that's also, um, it's like, it's so funny because like with the, the social justice warriors, you really can't win because if you don't speak up, you're just too privileged to care about politics or whatever. And if you do, they call it performative allyship so they're saying that you're doing it just to look good so it's like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't so yeah i saw that i saw an antifa woman yelling at this white guy <laughs> telling him why are you just yelling at him you need to go punch him go punch him you're not really being an ally and the guy's like i'm trying not to get arrested oh and she's like fuck you you're not a real ally oh my god what a stupid bitch i'm not surprised though like i mean i, I see stuff like that on the internet all the time so okay so, the, so. Wh one of the things that i i've seen online that i'm not as involved in in these uh the, the whole you know the culture war thing and then i'm not as familiar with the youtubers except i, I know that lacey yeah. green recently went through a bit of a, a, a transition when it came to that yeah <laughs> i liked her actually many many years ago i think it was in 2007 or 2000 no, maybe later sometime that she made this video and she was really young about atheism, about why, it, about why do, why should religious, why do atheists care about religion? And it was actually a fantastic yeah. video. And that's how I got to know her. But, um, and, and then after that, it just dropped out, lost interest. And then recently, yeah. like, and she didn't come back up again. Right? So, yeah. but uh, my, I guess my question is that uh, what I see is I see a lot of polarization. So I'll see, you know, for instance, um, you know, you'll have uh, people on the SJW side, um, and a lot of the stuff that they say is complete bullshit. Um, and then you'll see people on the polar opposite side, and a lot of stuff they say is complete bullshit. But both of them also have certain points that make sense. Are there still some things uh, from the uh, the SJW or or that side that you had that that you think where you think that they did have a point that's lacking on the other side, or do you think it's just all bad? Mm, I think, well, they definitely are right. Like, I mean, to say that racism and those things don't exist, that would just be bullshit because all those things, the things that they speak about are definitely out there in the world. I think that sometimes they nitpick a bit too much to find problems, but there definitely are, you know, there's a lot of hatred in the world. There's no doubt about that. 
And I've noticed that since like, I've kind of moved a little more right, I've actually encountered a lot of people who kind of want to pretend that they're wrong about everything. And that's just, it's just not so. Like, then you start, it's a slippery slope, you start dealing with people who believe in race realism and stuff. And it's like, okay, I don't want any part of your shit either. Like, Yeah, that, that's what I, I think that's kind of what I was getting at. Because I, I know that, you know, you mentioned Blair White, I, I don't know that much about her. But like, there, there are a couple of things that she has said about, like, I'll give you this, an example of, for example, the whole trans thing, right? You have on one side, on the far left, you have people saying that there are, you know, 72 different gender pronouns and there's all these like genders, <laughs> like, I don't know, vegetarian genders. And I don't, I don't know what, what the, all of this stuff that just totally goes in my head and there's no scientific basis for. Then on, yeah. on the other hand, you know, I have this other side saying that, you know, just being transgender is not a real thing. It's completely fake. It's not, which is also not true because there's no, that, that's also no, not true. Yeah, that's not true. That's, so, that's just not true. And, and and this is so my biggest problem with the with the polarization is that you have this view or that view, and I, I see especially a lot of young people. I, I'm an old guy, so I see I see a lot of young people sort of gravitating towards one side or the other, and um, I, I just when I'm like you know there's stuff that we have evidence for, right? There's like mm-hmm. the transgenderism was has actually been recognized for a very long time. It used to be called. Uh, gender identity yeah. disorder, and now people say it's not a disorder, and, and it's 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 a whole different thing, the normal yeah. way to be. Yeah. And then, on, but on the other hand, you know, you have this insane sort of non-binary the spectrum where all this other stuff <laughs> is coming in. So, yeah. Um. So what? And I think you know, you mentioned Blair White. Blair White's one of those people who's like very rigid on the whole two gender thing. And I, I guess yeah. my my question is that when when you hear somebody like Blair White, or you have you know, YouTube videos of people like that. Are, are these people you completely agree with and you think, okay, this is, they're right on everything? Or do you have reservations about it too? Oh, no, no, no. I don't, I, I love her, but I, there have been things I've disagreed with about. And, you know, I don't think there's anyone, you know, that I would fully agree with on everything. Um, but definitely sometimes, um, sometimes, yeah, it's like kind of two extremes and it's really hard to kind of find somewhere in the middle. Um, like a good example of that is I have a friend whom I love and I hope doesn't watch this now because of what I'm about to say, but, um, he was telling, he's like, he's, he's super far, right? Like he's not, he's not like a racist or anything like that. Um, but he's super like, almost, I want to say a bit like uh pipe dreamish. It just, it, it doesn't really work that much, but some of his ideals. Yeah. I don't, I don't really agree with, but he was starting to tell me that like, the morning after pill is this, is like the same thing as an abortion and all this stuff and i was just like whoa i was like this is this is too much for me like this is just there's this isn't even true and then he linked me to like a like an opinion um piece from like a life site or like some pro like obviously very biased it was an it was an opinion piece it wasn't it wasn't peer-reviewed science talking Birth about the site not pro-life or forced birth sites right like oh yeah yeah well yeah exactly okay pro-birth because they often don't give a shit once the kid's born um but yeah i i i, I hear you completely it's like whoa like i just want to hide back in my whole house <laughs> everybody sucks yeah okay so <laughs> armin you had a couple of questions Oh, go ahead. Um, yeah, but also after that, there's two questions from our patrons that we should address to. But I, I, um, my own question is that, you know, so when you say 
other people could be other racist, other people could be racist as well as not just white people, right? But what if somebody comes and says, "Yeah, I know, I know there's a lot of racism in other countries, but I want to address racism in my own community. That's why I focus on racism from among you know white people because I." And I see it a lot. I'm exposed to it a lot in, in, in countries where I am, in the country that I live. That's big, a bigger problem for me. If you're in China, maybe you care about Chinese racism against the Japanese people. But now I'm in the U.S., so that's why I'm talking about white racism, right? And also, I, what if somebody says, you know, I, I'm not saying all white people are guilty, but there is a privilege. There is a privilege that comes with it. Maybe not every white person is benefiting from it, but there's a systematic, um, you know, racism against other groups of people that gives white people a, a heads up. There is an advantage to being white. And, and that, that disadvantage that all these other minorities have is small compared to what when you say white people, you know, feeling guilty or white guilt, like the the complaints about white guilt and oh, what this is a this is abuse towards white people. Some people say like, okay, yeah, that exists and it goes overboard sometimes. But the amount of harm that that does to white people is very small compared to the amount of discrimination that the other minorities get in countries like United States. What do you think about that? Um, well, you know, I think that obviously there is, I think that the privilege thing, it's, it's very much dependent on where you live. And in, in like Canada, the US, yes, white people are the majority. So I think that definitely, yeah, there's definitely favorable treatment. I mean, I just know I have friends. Yeah, well, ex exactly. Yeah, if you have money. I, I, I've always said that I think that people are more divided by class than they are by, because if you think about it, right, like there may be, you know, some upper middle class people and their friends might be all sorts of, you know, ethnicities and whatever. Um, and then it would be the same thing in like a poor neighborhood. Um, yeah, like in, in Vancouver, it's, it's, yeah. it's the Persians, Armin. You guys are the privileged ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are Aryans, so it's the same thing. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And if you look at the downtown east side, it's a mixture of different, uh, you know, people of different ethnic backgrounds. It's not, it's not just minor, there's white people too. And <laughs> I think what you're saying, basically, just so we can maybe conclude this race thing, is is that you're saying that it's not that these issues don't exist. They exist everywhere, and they should be identified in all different communities. And it's not that they don't exist, but it's sometimes people focus on them as if it's the only thing that exists. It's the only racism. Um, and that's when it starts to... I think that's the... I think that's the line between progressive and regressive right there. I think yeah. there's a lot of really great things about the progressive movement, but then it, it reaches a tipping point. Like it just goes too far. Like I call it like going on steroids, like tolerance. Being tolerant yeah. is fantastic. But then once you start becoming tolerant of the, of things you shouldn't be tolerant of, you've crossed the line from progressive into regressive. I, yeah, definitely. That's, that's absolutely it. I mean, like I said, racism, homophobia, all those things are definitely very real issues um, that plague society. Uh, but there's good ways to go about it. And there's bad ways to go about it. And, um, you know, mm -hmm. and, and when you say something like, you know, this is why I'm not gonna let my kids be friends with white people. That's not a good way to go about it. No, that's, that's, a, yeah, that's not, it's not, it's just not, look, look, it's very toxic. 
for children. Right. I mean, so, this is a real, I, I always think about this in the sense that, you know, when, uh, you know, you had the election when, when Trump won and uh, they, in the, these uh, manufacturing states, there were, there were a lot of people who were, uh, you know, they're losing their jobs because they're getting automated or outsourced. Uh, yeah. they're, the suicide rates yeah. are high, depression rates are high. And there, there are a lot of sort of white people um, who are unemployed and they're, you know, turning to drugs and all these things. Yeah. And then they see a guy who looks like me at Harvard going up uh, and saying, you know, yeah, white privilege is terrible. And they're going to be mm-hmm. like, well, fuck you. I'm voting for Trump. Yeah. Right. But yeah. then on the other hand, on the other hand, you know, I, you have, you know, you have Trump uh, who, who got elected. Um, but if Obama had, you know, five kids from three wives, or if he had said, you know, grab him by the pussy on a bus, there's no way in hell a black guy would have gotten elected that way. So that part of racism is alive. So, you know, there mm-hmm. are both these issues and to talk about them as if it's only one or the other yeah. is just not acknowledging what the reality is. And it is confusing because it's a very complicated time. You know, you have all of these different groups and I, 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 I'm sort of thinking it's, it's more of a class issue. It's actually, I've always thought it's really more of a class issue now. It's, it's metamorphosizing from, from a race issue into, into mm-hmm. a, a class they're, issue. They're connected though, aren't they? They're, I mean, one, one yeah, of them that's what makes it so confusing. One. That's what makes it so confusing because a lot of the people who are losing the manufacturing jobs, a lot of the working class people who they say, um, you know, uh, brought in the whole Trump revolution. I mean, th- these are also, a lot of them are, are black people. A lot of blue collar people are also black people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's important to remember that the reason why these things are happening has nothing to do with the color of the person's skin, but it has to do with class. So even yeah. though yeah. the two things may be interconnected, Mm-hmm. Only one of them is actually well. It, it a has valid reason. I think what Armin's saying is it has to do with both. Like oh, it yeah. does, the, the class and thing, they're interconnected, and that's why um, there's a, like you know the whole Obama versus Trump thing. It's it, that that does have to do with the color of the skin. Yet both of them did get elected. Um, Obama was held to a much higher standard. Obviously, Trump is obviously not really held to that much of a standard, but. The, the, that that difference. So that's where the class and the race thing sort of interconnect. I mean, if you if if there is studies that show, I don't I know if these studies are peer reviewed. So please correct me if this is wrong. But resumes wrong. wrong. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but resumes that were sent to people with the same qualification but different names that suggested different races, the response rates to the ones names that sounded more white were much higher. So if you don't get a job because you're not white, then your class is going to be affected by the fact that you're not getting much higher paying jobs. You know what, Armin? You're right. And so what ended up happening was we overcorrected. And that's where we are right now. We're yeah. in the overcorrection phase. So on, now on, we're on both sides, yeah. Yeah. So, so now what ends up happening is if you have a hijab on or if you have an ethnic sounding name or if you have darker skin, then people are going to, you're going to get, you're going to be first in line now because, because we're trying to, to fix what we did. But now we've, like I said, over. Well, I would, I would, I was, I would try to adjust it a little bit. We didn't correct it at all. We, we, the, we have false corrections, I would say, because those problems didn't, it's not like we corrected it and then we went overboard. No, we yeah, you're right. We didn't solve this We're going problem. about it the wrong way. We're going about solving it in the wrong I, way. Again, I yeah. think it's a little bit of both. I think there is some correction. There's some overcorrection. There's some false correction. Right. Like there, there are many things that have been corrected. There, there are things that uh, were horrible just as little as 10 to 15 years ago that are much better now. But at the same time, we do overshoot and we do misshoot. 
And that's something, you know what, we should pat ourselves on the back for that, because that's something I do not see in the Arab world, in the Middle East, where I lived in Africa, you know, or my international students that I speak to. There are a lot of countries in this world that aren't even at the point where they realize that this is an issue that needs to be corrected. They're still at the point where it's totally fine and dandy to yeah. judge people based on their color of their skin. Yeah, Armin, you've talked about this a lot in Iran with their the racism against Arabs. So at least here, we may be making mistakes and overcorrecting, et cetera, or not correcting or whatever the case may be. But at least we're aware that this is an issue and at least we're trying to work on it. So I think that there's something to be said for that. And one of the reasons for that actually is that Whereas I remember when I first went to um, Pakistan, I'd, I'd lived in, I grew up in Saudi Arabia. I was in American school with people from like 80 different countries. So I grew up with lots and lots of different cultures and ideas and, and skin colors and everything. And then I went to Pakistan. Everybody looked at the same race. And I thought, it was like, wow, what a racist place. And then I realized the majority of the world is like they, in, in Iran, like they're mainly Persians. There, there are elements to a national identity that are connected to ethnicity or connected to race or connected to certain sort of um, phenotypic or, or, or anatomical characteristics. Whereas in the, you come to Canada or the US and, and it's not, the national identity is not connected to that. It's actually connected to, it's Thank about you. immigrants. It's about people coming from first from yeah. Europe and then from all these other places. And, and, and so the way that uh, people, yeah. the, 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 these are countries where the ident national identity is based on values and ideals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is yeah. Go on. Sorry, Kate. Go on, go on, Kitty. Sorry. sorry. I was just going to say that's that's how it should be. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how, that's you know, right. that's the right way where people are coming together based on who they are, not what they look like yeah. or, you know, how they were born into whatever. Mm -hmm. exactly. Mean all in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, should I ask the question? Oh, you had a question, Armin. I was going to ask no, the people. No, I'm just going to give like one thing I would give like credit to, to the left on this is that, you know, some of these ideas are going to other countries. One thing, for example, I noticed was this leftist um, in the United States, which were, she was half Filipino. And now she went back in Philippines and she's horrified by how much people hate darker skins, right? And people associate beauty with only light skin. And she's trying to bring some of that ideas of, you know what, you could be beautiful and dark skinned in the Philippines which these are some, like, as much as we point out how ridiculous sometimes the left get, gets, I think there are points that they are bringing that are helpful. I mean, so many girls in Philippines are dark-skinned, and they're desperately always trying to become whiter and whiter and whiter. And somebody coming into the, to them and telling them there's, you, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's nothing wrong with being dark-skinned. You shouldn't be, this is not something you should be down And that's a good thing to bring to, to, to introduce sure. their community. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. So the, what you're describing is somebody who's progressive and who hasn't, who is not regressive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you the question from one of the patrons who I don't really understand what this question is asking. So, uh, but I'm just going to read it verbatim. It says, um, so it's for you, Katie, what to do when you are starting to get jaded and when you're feeling alone, alone on your belief, feeling talking to the other side seems not worth the stress. Right. Okay. So it, it is hard. It's very difficult when you, when you realize that like all my friends would probably hate me if they, if they knew, you know, how I feel about this versus how they feel about this, uh, about, you know, an issue or whatever. Uh, but 
I think that most people, like fingers crossed, aren't complete assholes and they're willing to kind of put the differences aside as long as like, you know, you still value good things. Like, um, but there are some people that you know better than to touch those issues around and it's just better to just zip it in those cases. I have to do that quite a bit because, um, well, I'm a bit of like a firecracker and I, I have to learn to not cause I'm going to probably get myself hurt one day. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, it, it does get lonely, I guess. Um, I've actually in the past year, I've met a lot of people who kind of have had the same transformation as me. So that's good. Um, I do have some really long-term friends that are super, um, you know, lefty and very, you know, social justice warrior-esque, but they are, I guess, I, I just don't really talk about those things with them if I can avoid it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I, I wanted to ask you, speaking of your friends, um, do, do you find that uh, dealing with people with opposing ideas online versus in person, do you find a difference between the quality of the dialogue? Because I've noticed this, like I have, uh, you know, when you argue with people on they just won't speak to you because you disagree on something. Yeah. But when you're yes. friends with them and you're, you're speaking in person, we, and you're seeing the other person's face and you're seeing their expressions, you, you tend to um, yeah. have a very different way of going about things. I mean, do you, do you, do you find the same? Did you have friends in person that are from the op- coming from an opposite, opposite ideological standpoint that you find, um, valuable spending time with them oh absolutely like i mean living in the pacific northwest you're pretty hard pressed to come by you know conservative people for the most part so i would have no friends if i was like can't learn anything from these people you know but i just try and you know whatever i have a friend and she identifies as an anarcho-communist but she's like the sweetest person ever and she is like one of the few people (laughs) no i I don't know it's just like anarchy and and communism (laughs) i don't know um you know, it's, it's not my bag, but, um, she's really nice and she's always been very, uh, open to, you know, just like my ideas, even though, you know, she's like polar opposite for me. Um, and yeah, I still feel that she has interesting things to say, you know, I'm not going to write them off just on the basis that, you know, she's on this side because she's still, I don't know. I'm, I'm not like, I don't like the hive mind mentality, you know? I feel like if we did act yes. like that, if, if we go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say regarding the um, social media versus, you know, in-person conversations, it's kind of half and half. Sometimes people are more receptive online. I find um, than in person one time. Okay. Really? I'll just condense the story. Um, it was during the BC election. So they were all trying to Take get your time. Though. You don't have to condense it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I just, I just feel bad when someone starts talking and then I start fucking talking. Yeah. So, it was during the election, the provincial election, and I went over to a friend's house and we were watching the results. Um, and I remember somehow the topic of like Islam came up, right? And this was a guy who, okay, so there's, um, there's like some sort of Christian like labor, like union or something. It's called like, I want to say, oh my God, I was going to say cuck. I think it's called clack. And it's, um, it's like some just Christian dudes, like, fucking union right and they've got these rules they have to abide by um and this guy my friend he was like so outraged once someone came to his house he was part of this union he wanted to kick him out um but anyways you know the topic of islam you know he's got a he's got a you know (laughs) 
send out the virtue signal and, and act like all is fine and dandy. And I started to talk about, in vague terms, Yasmin's story. And he literally said, I don't feel comfortable talking about this. When I started to say, I was like, well, if you think that Islam isn't as terrible as, you know, this and you, you don't like Christianity. And I started to say, you know, that it's a toxic religion as well. That does not mean hating the people at all. It just means like recognizing harmful things that the text preaches and stuff. And I was just trying to say, you know, you want to say it's all peace and love, but like, that's just not the case for millions of people around the world. And he pretty much just was like, I, I really don't feel comfortable talking about this. And I was like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> he's, he's a nice guy, but yeah. Yeah. It's uh, just no, ridiculous. That, that is the <laughs> definition of regressive for those who just to expand on what Yas said before is the whole idea that, uh, for instance, if you find something really homophobic or misogynistic or, or uh, racist or, you know, endorsing slavery in the Bible and, and you think that it's terrible. Oh, yeah. At the same time, when you find that in the Quran, you're like, oh, no, we can't criticize this because it's their religion, their culture. When you do that, that is regressive. And the reason it's regressive is because then it's not about the ideas. It's about where the idea is coming from or who is expressing yeah. the idea, which lends itself to identity politics. That's how, that's the only way to go. Then you okay, there was advocate on this. Maybe what if I say, yeah, but I wouldn't be focusing on criticizing Christians if I was in Egypt, for example, because in Egypt, Christians are discriminated against. So there's a place and time for all these criticisms. Yeah. So the Good reason point. why I don't want to I focus on Christians in the United States and not on Muslims is because I don't want to give ammunition to people that are targeting Muslims. I, if I was in Egypt, maybe then I would have been focusing on Islam but not on Christians, because in that situation, Christians are discriminated against. How would, what would you say to that? Right. Okay. Um, well, I think that we should never shy away from ideas just because, oh, it could cause, like, you know, you can't really think that way. Like, oh, just saying this verbally, it could cause someone to go out and attack. Like, I mean, I have, I've dealt with that before where I feel responsible. And for that reason, I, I've not spoken about things that I, you know, could have been spoken about just because I, I don't want there to be backlash. And what if someone, you know, uses this to justify um, hatred or whatever. Um, but I don't know, like you said, the US, like the thing is, is that Canada, where we are, like it's, it is very secular. So we don't really have we don't have, you know, the Republican, not that I'm like, you know, vehemently anti Republican or anything like that. But we don't have the sort of like, um, Christian values like kind of meddling into the legislation or the attempt to do so anyways, right? So, I mean, if someone were to say like, oh, Christians are causing such a problem in Canada, I'd be like, well, you know, I'm I'm pretty much like an anti-theist, but I wouldn't, I, I, they're not really like, I, the laws, like there's gay marriages, like, like all those things that are the really uh, like extreme, like Christian, like Bible thumper people would be against, they're, they're all legal here. So I, I don't really think that. And on the other hand, you've got Justin Trudeau, by the way, and I should say who I actually like when it comes to everything else. I know that you guys disagree with me on it, but the, the, the stuff that he's doing, the apologism for oh. FGM and, and for, you know, going into that mosque and addressing the women in the back. And some of that stuff is just so infuriating. Yeah. It's, it's tough to watch. So, okay. So here's another question from a, um, a patron. Um, Kate, is there a more refined way to address the issues usually championed by SJWs, or is there a media personality who has an approach that you admire? Hmm, that's a good question. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll start with the second half of that question first. Um, Philip DeFranco, he's a YouTuber that kind of like, you know, does new stuff. And I like him a lot. He's pretty objective. He actually leans slightly like conservative, but you wouldn't know it really just from like, you know, the way he speaks and you know his input on things. Um, I really, I really think that he's kind of one of the best. He tries his best to be like non-biased and he takes on, you know, the SJW stuff sometimes, but he also takes on, I don't know. He's, he's, he's probably one of the more reasonable people that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, um, and okay. So a more refined way to address the issues championed by them. Okay. So like, I'm trying to think of an issue. Okay. For example, let, let's say like transphobia or something. Um, Probably, um, because, you know, I don't really think, I think there's like a real, um, line between, you know, wanting to be accepting and having things be fair for everyone. And like, for example, I've, I read articles that say if you're not, you know, actively seeking out like trans dating partners, yeah, I read that too. you know, that's yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah. like, what the fuck is that? No yeah. one has the right to someone else's body. Like you're not entitled you to date someone. If you don't date black people, it means you're yeah. racist. Yeah, there's a difference between, you know, treating, like, having, allowing people to have equal opportunities, you know, in, in, in housing and jobs and just be treated equal in society. That doesn't carry over to who you're, like, fucking. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, when they focus on those stupid things, then it's like, okay, like, this is fucking total non-issue. Yeah. But, I have yeah. heard people say that I don't want to, like, I've heard a lot of women say I don't want to date a guy who's shorter than me. Like, well, that's my boyfriend's an expert. Yeah, so you know, when you're that's when you're when you're choosing somebody to date, you are actually allowed to discriminate because yeah. um, you know, it's if, yes. choice. Yes, it's so like it is, and it's sick to try all the time. Yeah, it's like if you don't yeah, eat octopus, a, you're you hate octopi. <laughs> well, I just yeah. don't want to. I they're great creatures. I just don't yeah. want to eat them. <laughs> yeah. 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 it's that's one of the things that comes up a lot and i'm like you know there's a much bigger issue we could focus on you know hate crimes and stuff no we're gonna focus on you know yeah taking it too far okay um if we've got another one now can we stop referring to regressive leftists as far left the name itself infers that they are not being truly liberal because they're not can or you give liberalism a bad rap when you call regressives epitome of liberalism i don't think we ever called progressives epitome no, of no. liberalism I, to quote majid who identifies as a liberal and who stands for liberal values you know, actually coined the term progressive left um to paraphrase him actually because i can't remember the exact quote um he actually says that the left when we talk about the progressive left we're not talking about the entire left we're talking about a subsect of people on the left who don't uh, adhere to liberal values yet claim they do that's right they're actually so illiberal yeah, so th that's, yeah. I don't think that's basis to that. All right. So, Katie, can you tell us um, what are some suggestions that you can give us? Like, how can you deprogram an SJW? How do you, what's, is there like a 12 step program or something? What worked for you? What were the arguments that broke through? Like, I know you mentioned um, Blair White and Philip DeFranco, but what, do you remember specifically, like, what were the things that they said that broke through your concrete barrier there? Hmm. Good question. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, that moment of cognitive, like just, yeah. just when it, like, like that friend of yours that you're mentioning when he's 
has all this stuff to say about Christianity. And you're like, well, what about yeah. another Abrahamic religion? Yeah. And then he's yeah. like, yeah, I cannot handle this. Eh. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure because um, I know I went through that when I started to realize that Islam was one big fat lie. So it's, it hurts. It, it like physically hurts. You're like, oh my God. It, you know, you're like, what's yeah. his name? Neo on in the matrix. <laughs> you're like all of a sudden everything that you thought was real and true is not. So to get past that barrier, to get past that pain of, of that, did you remember that moment or was it not a moment and just a series of moments? Yeah, it was kind of a series of moments. Um, I want to say it like, it was kind of starting a little bit like in the summer of 2016. I was starting to have doubts about a few different, you know, things that were going on in the media, and whatever. Um, but I still, you know, clung to whatever I was sharing stupid, stupid ass posts every day and um then yeah it kind of i guess was like a, a culmination of all those kind of things that were just brewing in my head and then i started like i said exposing myself to kind of the different points of view a bit and actually okay so one of the like the biggest turning points for me was when um so i have a friend who um she shared a couple articles back in 2016 she shared, I think it was like a Lauren Southern one. And then another one just shared them to her page or whatever. She shared a thing about trans trenders and then, you know, the non-binary and how everyone is. Yeah. Um, and she wasn't really putting, you know, any uh, spin on it. She wasn't expressing her thoughts, just kind of sharing articles. And what ended up happening is um, she ran a group called like Broke People Trying to Save Money. And it was just like sales and like, oh, you can get forward. She posts stuff like that, right? So anyways, this one girl didn't like something she posted and she, um, she tagged like over 20 or 30 people and was like, Hey, she posted this and they all were bashing her at, for posting articles. It was so horrible. And she was like feeling suicidal after she was feeling so terrible about herself. And these are like, these are social justice warriors. These are people that are, they're all for tolerance and kindness and acceptance yet they're fucking going like it was one of the meanest things ever and it kind of like made me be like wow these people are really fucking shitty they're you know they're it's under the guise of social justice and equality but like they're not very nice people to encounter so that kind of like made me be like maybe i should reevaluate some of the things that you know i'm very adamant on that's great to hear i like to hear that that's I mean, it, on a much, on a completely different scale, it reminds me of how um, ISIS really is causing a lot more ex-Muslims than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> because, because a lot of Muslims are looking to this and they're like, what? Is that what my religion is all about? That's what happens when we have a caliphate? Like, what What, have, what am I identifying myself as? What? What is this group yeah. that I'm a part of? And then it makes them sort of you know, take a take a second look at it and realize that they don't want to be a part of this group. Well, yeah. 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 Yes, actually, they, um, they, that's a very good point. A lot of times because they want to go say to people that this is actually not Islam. So they go and look into it to prove to you that this is not Islam. And yeah. then when they look into it, they're like, holy shit, this is actually Islam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know people always want to pull a no true Scotsman when it comes to... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there's a... And it's it's the same thing. I think it's happening. 
you know, we talk about this, people talk about the rise of the alt-right and, you know, and then the Richard Spencers and even yeah. all of the, you know, the Trump stuff. And I, I was like, I'm like, it's, it's good that, the, you know, something sort of lit up fire under the asses of people who were getting really complacent and comfortable. And they're sitting here mm-hmm. talking about yeah. the 72 different genders. And then they realize, holy shit, yeah. we're back in the fucking 50s. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've got yeah. white identitarians and the other and that. So there was a, um, so in, in a way, I, I think it's good. It's, it's woken up a lot of people. A lot of people who weren't talking, speaking up before are. And it's the same kind of thing that's happening in, in the Muslim world. And I hear it all the time when people sort of, everyone's like, yeah, we want a more religious society, more religious society, more Sharia, mm-hmm. more Sharia. You know, those are all the polls from like 10 years ago. And then, and then all this stuff starts happening and suddenly they're, they end up enabling sometimes unwittingly groups like ISIS and they come up and, yeah. um, cause there was a poll in, in Pakistan actually, where I think many years ago, around 40% of people said that, yes, it's okay to this. They, they thought it was justified to kill, uh, innocent people if they're infidels. And then yeah. what happened is that ISIS came along and the Taliban came along and, and, suddenly these Muslims who'd voted in that poll were considered infidels by them. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. the true Scotsman. Yeah. Like, these aren't the real Muslims. Now they started becoming yeah. a target. Now that number in Pakistan is 3%. Nice. Right? Oh, wow. So this is, yeah. uh, and this is with the same polling agency. So so there is a, um, I mean, these sometimes you, you do need people to, um, you need to expose people to the reality of, you know, what they're fantasizing about to, but but really sometimes, but only it's not it, the results is not always that great because w- w- for example when it comes to the alt right and this white supremacist in the West I I do feel like the regressive left was largely responsible for these groups oh yeah yeah that's what okay. I'm saying I, I know but but then when they do when they eventually when they when you, when they're responsible for people like Trump and the rise of the alt right. You point to them and like, look, this is this is your this is the result of your PC, um, your PC culture, right? And instead of looking at it and thinking like, yeah, maybe we should have talked to these people instead of just silencing everybody, they're actually doubling down and saying, look, these are the people that we warned you about. We were right, <laughs> right? And <laughs> we were right. See, there is we have a huge white supremacy problem. So you guys yeah. didn't take us seriously. Now you should take us there more is, seriously. Yeah, you're, There's you're a bit right. of both. Yeah. yeah, there is a better both, and, and yeah. that is a good point. But I think over, um, like overall, the larger effect around, and and I'm talking about if you go to workplaces and stuff, and you kind of get out of Twitter and the and the online sort of social media world, which is really again very, it's a minority of it. But if you go out, like there are uh, people who have become very conscious about these things. I mean, the stuff that I used to talk about ten years ago. A liberal siding with Islam and you know being apologetic towards it, people a lot more receptive to the idea that there is a problem with Islamic fundamentalism now. I mean, I'm talking about liberals and like Canadian liberals here than than there there ever were before. So I think there has been that awareness and and a lot of the rise of um, not necessarily the alt right, but you know some of these sort of anti SAWs has been yeah. And people like yourself, Katie, who, who used to be a certain way, who've changed. I've met a lot of people like that and some of them have gone completely you know over the other edge yeah. and you know yeah. you know and, and there are some people who are more measured some people still identify as liberal but they call out that one aspect like the bill maher yeah. type and um so uh, yeah. again armin and i are you know where i i always see the donut armin armin sees the hole 
Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, so, <laughs> Armin likes to see. I, I like finding donuts. No, if you, if you start printing out the negative, I'll point out the positive. No, 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 no. I know, I know, Armin. I'm just, <laughs> Armin he just Armin. likes to be contrary. <laughs> no, but it's good. That's that's what I'm we, trying to give our audience all the all the sides balance. Well, that's why uh, that's why I love this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so much fun. But, we do but I do think here's another devil's advocate. Not a devil. I do think you dismiss social media too much, though, because I, you think it's a minority thing. I actually think social media represents what people think more than real life, because in real life you're afraid of giving, you're uh, putting, giving voice to your opinions on social media. You just let it out there, yeah. and there's yeah. And I think there's I think if for every conversation that people are having offline, there's a hundred conversation that people are having online. Oh, and I think no, 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 that, but that's that's not what I'm saying. I, yeah. What I'm saying is that. Uh, the people who don't want to express their views in public are more likely to go on social media because then they don't have to worry about it. So that's why you get I, a more realistic. Saying, that's why I think social media gives you a more realistic view of what people's opinions are because people I, are not holding back. some people's opinions. Like so, what happens is, for instance, if you come to my workplace and you look at like you know, we've got seven hundred people who I work with, uh, there's lots of, uh, almost all of them have a Twitter account and have a Facebook account. But very few of them know what's happening in the midterm elections. Very few of them are politicals. Very few of them are, are as involved in the issues that we are. Most of them are just kind of into, you know, shoes and, you know, yeah, but that's also a new life. restaurant. And in, just, in real, I mean, outside, off, not real, like offline. People, those are the people who've been woken up, right? That, that's what I'm talking about. But I, I just, I just don't want to dismiss social media as not real life because social media is part of life. Like, it's oh no, no, no! I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't say it's not real life. I'm just saying that it's a, it's a, um, there is a little bit of a, it's a small subsect, right? The and and it's very powerful. It's not like let's not forget, like the, uh, the people with unpopular opinions often end up more on social media. They won't say them out loud, and a lot of that you could argue that 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 is a lot of what led to the rise of the alt-right. That's a lot of what led to Trump being elected, for instance. But the um, th- there's also the the slumber of the large, silent majority who just kind of sits and just chills and like, yeah, I'll just stay home. Yeah, I'm not going to vote. I'm more concerned about these gender pronouns, right? There's, there's also <laughs> that aspect. That is the large segment of people that I think uh, have been have been woken up, or in the Muslim world, it's it's the people who thought, oh no, you know, yeah, we want to be religious, more power, pious. My beard is longer than yours. My hijab covers more of my hair than yours does. <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, you know, like it's, next thing you know, someone's being thrown off the rooftop, or yeah. you know, your, your your Shia friends having his head chopped off in the middle of the street, and you're like, okay, well maybe, you know, I took this too far. And I feel like that's what's happening with yeah. kids these days that are going too far on the left and are now proud to call themselves communists. I'm like, oh my god, you yeah, guys! Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. Like you should have learned about this in school. Like it's not like you don't know what happens or we don't know where it leads. Like we we know where it leads. So how can you, you know, like you're talking about Muslims that had no idea that it was going to lead to this, and so they're like, yeah, Sharia, yeah, you know, whatever. And now they see it in real life and they're like, holy shit, actually changed my mind. But there's no reason yeah. for kids these days, honestly, to be to be identifying as communists. I'm like, are you like we have really failed them if they're if they think that that's a good thing. Even when we talk about kids these days, our fucking prime minister. Okay, sorry, go yeah. on. <laughs> but even even on the right, like the there's I've never I mean, these are the people like Reagan fought the Cold War. And now there's such a high percentage of them that are pro-Russia. 
Yeah. Like, it's insane. <laughs> like, Putin, people what? who like Putin and uh, like, Russia, including, including like people in the administration, like Michael yeah. Flynn and all this. And this because is like the 80s, are, like, you guys. It's not like, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's almost like they're, I, I really think, you know, people talk so about imagine, the far Imagine 20 far. years from now, people in the government also have like with jihadists, like getting, Oh, no. jihadi people, like, oh, we have to That's <laughs> happening now already. Let's give them some finger painting and some poetry. They're our friends. Well, as for the communism thing, it's again, the no true Scotsman fallacy comes to the rescue because ask anyone who likes communism or calls, you know, identifies as a communist, they'll tell you, well, true communism has never been implemented. And that's, that's, uh, that's the end of it. You can't, there's, there's no, like, they're just Muslims say the exact same thing. <laughs> it can't be implemented. It's just like, uh, yeah, the, the whole thing's insane. Yeah, so, how many millions of people have to die before you're like, okay, maybe it can't be implemented? <laughs> maybe it's this a scary ideology. One of the most important yeah. subjects to teach in schools is uh, is it really is history, mm-hmm. and a lot of what you have is you, know, you have people who are um, kind of just focused on the stuff that they need to know to get a job. Right, so you have people who are physicians who know nothing about economics. You have people who are economists who know nothing about yeah. um, basic healthcare, any anything yeah. like that, the humanities. So you know you have, and, and people don't know about history. Just a couple of generations go by. I mean, I, I it, people are like, oh, so you know, Barack Obama elected first black president, big deal. Who cares? Or communism? Uh, I read it. I read a book about it. it seems pretty good. Yeah. You know, what's the problem? <laughs> the T-shirts are cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, it's a, there's a, it's a, there is a, a lot of this really has to do with the kind of sub, sub, sub specialization that we've gone into when it comes to education, yeah. uh, where people really are just sort of one trick ponies in a way. There is some. Also- Go ahead. I was just going to really quickly, I was going to say, we only learn about our, our own histories too. We don't learn about the history of like world. Anyway, go ahead. Right. Yeah. So there's actually, it's, horrifying to see but there is a tag group on facebook and it's it's stalin did nothing wrong but okay and it's not ironic it is a fucking it is tankies is what they call them they think that stalin was and they think that um you know north korea is actually like a a haven of you know good things they they think that it's all like u.s imperialist propaganda that that these atrocities and all this shit's let's happening send them to north korea let's send them there i know oh right it's like all right go free ticket see how it goes yeah, go <laughs> yeah well, actually i don't know if they go to north korea and they have um westerners that are defending north korea they might be treated very nicely actually um, um, it's <laughs> it's disheartening to say the least it's like you yeah it's it's hard to deal with uh, Someone tried to say that I was one of those ones. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding?" I was like, "I was like, I'm like, like this is where I, I showed them my um, what is it Spectre or something.com? It shows like your economic and all yeah, yeah, yeah. And it showed where I was like, really? I was like, you think that I like love Joseph Stalin? Yeah. yeah. You know the fa- the fact that people that doesn't get as much if you know saying uh, Stalin did nothing wrong doesn't get as much attention as as if you said. Hit as it as oh or didn't do anything wrong. Uh, yeah, if someone, yeah, even though Stalin killed way more people, killed like three times as many, I think, or right. even more. And the, the, this shows yeah. how pe- how much people are obsessed with Nazism being the only form of pure evil, right? Yeah, and this yeah. is like has become the or- one of the original sins of the white man, and nothing could be as bad as Nazism, you know. And you, yeah. even if suggesting it is considered like. Yeah. Is something you very 
And, you know, you can't... You, well, so Stalin did sort of join forces with the rest of us to defeat Hitler, right? So that's also another mm-hmm. uh, little bit of thing that... Um, yeah, but that, I mean... that's on the same side. I know. So that, that also colors it to some extent. But it, it is, it's, it's, it is, it's crazy. Like, he killed way, way more people. It was much, much worse. Yeah. yeah. And more than him, Chinggis Khan. Guys, you know, one thing I um, actually say to... Um, when I'm arguing against the social justice warriors, something I say that even the people that were defending me against the social justice warriors are like, what is, um, white people actually are responsible for ending racism. Yep. Racism. Well, not ending it, but working on starting well, to eradicate well, it. Well, make, ending it in some, in many places. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, so people say white people should apologize for slavery Maybe if you look at it actually historically, slavery was a norm everywhere yes. until white people decided that this shouldn't be a thing. And white people I, died in order to eradicate slavery from the United States. And it was white politicians. This is what I keep on saying. Is that too extreme to say? That no, it's not. I, 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 I would, focusing on the, on the hole and focusing on the donut. People are focusing on the hole. And I'm like, yes, but the whole world was doing it. And it was the West. But if there's no hole, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a be major devil's advocate here. Yeah. Like, in the sense yeah. that I, I think that... Um, uh, there were, like, if I start something, and it wasn't, you're right, like, the slavery was uh, something that was done all over the world, it was everywhere, uh, but, uh, you know, everybody had a part to play in it, but I really think that it was the people who were slaves who got up and they had their own leaders and they fought for their own rights. Mm-hmm. You know, they helped, they, they did, like, there's a... Of course, it, it, though. Yeah, no, but I, you're absolutely I'm, correct, but they yeah. would not have been able to do it without the help of... Yeah. White American. I mean, if we're only talking about America right now, actually, yes, it was mostly the British, right? Yeah, it was the British, British yes, the uh, yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, it, it did start, America was one of the last places in the West to right. stop slavery. But, but we have to, we have to, we always forget when we talk about it like a black versus white issue in the States, we always, people don't want to mention the fact that without the support of white devils, it wouldn't have happened. It was actually an extreme suggestion when the British Empire decided that this shouldn't be a thing. Like the the world was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? This is the norm everywhere, right?" Mm-hmm. And the the thing is that the British Empire, Ali, you're saying it was the slaves. This, the, the slaves in America, the slaves everywhere have been trying to for th- many thousands of years. They rose against their masters. But they're not going to get anywhere. But it, didn't get, but it didn't end slavery. It was when the masters. Yes, decided, and the masters, specific, the white masters decided that, okay, this is not good, right? Not only this is slavery shouldn't be a thing, we're going to make other people stop it as well. That's what the British Empire said. The British Empire said, we're going to stop slavery, and we're going to force other people that we want to deal with to stop it as well. And that's what ended it in many places. And that's what the reason why a lot of conservative Muslims, my mother included, consider Saudi Arabia a sellout to the West, it was because they finally stopped slavery in 1965. And when they did that, a lot of conservative Muslims were like, how could you do that? Slavery is halal. So in Islam, it is you're allowed to do it. So if you're going to come and say you're not allowed to do it because of pressure from the West, so you're a sellout and you're no longer a real Islamic country. 
And you want to, there's now in Libya, it's still happening where people, where people are being bought and sold. And in China, people don't recognize that, you know, in prison, uh, people are in forced labor in China. People don't recognize it as slavery, but that's slavery. So in China, it's a big deal in China as well. Kate, oh, you're back. Kate, can you, um, Alex was wondering this, the, the person that you mentioned, who, who was it? Who was she talking Philip, about? Philip DeFranco. Philip DeFranco. Okay. All right, and there's another question by Alex. Are there any social or political issues that Kate is now more concerned with that she wasn't before, aside aside from Islam? Like, yep. Um. So, okay. Um. One thing that I like didn't I never thought about before because I was just in the clouds is like the economy and stuff like that. I thought that it honestly, I remember like so stupidly telling my dad when I was younger, this should be the least important thing. And I listed all these social justice issues that, you know, should come first. And uh, now I realize, you know, people fucking need jobs. Like people need to, uh, (laughs) how are we going to pay for all those social justice things? Exactly. How, if people aren't, okay. So this is one of the things that like, okay. um, A lot of the, you know, really hardcore environmentalists are like, no, we got us in BC. There's all these projects, right. That they're, they're wanting to stop the site C dam and then uh, pipelines and all of that. And they also, this is like the NDP for you. No offense if any of you guys like the NDP, but um, provincially at least, um, they want to halt all these projects, right? They want to not have them because they're not environmentally sound or whatever. And, um, but they also want all these social programs. Well, people won't have jobs. They can't pay their taxes, which these social programs can't happen. So it's just, yeah, I'm definitely more concerned about economic issues than I used to be. And I used to think that we should just, you know, hand out, hand out, hand out. Now I think a little bit more about, about you. <clears throat> I think you and Ali are on the same page when it comes to the environmental issues. Right, Ali? Mm-hmm. Well, which parts of them? I, I'm kind of all over the place on the environmental okay. issues. Yeah. Well, um, like, I grew up in a, you know, my dad worked in the oil rigs always, and, you know, they are bad. I'm not going to say they're not, you know, the shit is not bad for the environment, because it is. but all those people protesting, they too use oil and we need to. We'd be fucked. We'd all die. Like, we can't just, we use it to heat our home, everything. So. Yeah. I, I, my, my whole thing with the, the oil thing is that I, I think uh, it's a necessary bridge to the transition yeah. during the yeah, transition. Absolutely. So that's the only time I really support it. When people talk about um, drilling here or actually using more fossil fuels here. Uh, rather than importing it from Saudi Arabia, I think that's a yeah. that's a good national security move. Absolutely, that's at least do that. that that's but at the same time, renewable energy. Yeah, that's why I actually voted for the Green Party. No, you I, 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 I listen. I'm with, that's what I mean by being all over the place on it. I think that if we're going to get to renewable energy, it's not going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but that's my. Yeah. That's why I'm so anti Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, so between now and then, since we do have to have a mm-hmm. little bit of a transitory phase um, with fossil fuels, might as well do that yeah. ourselves in a safe mm-hmm. way that's more regulated. Yeah, than, totally agree. Um, to do it in a way that funds, you know, yeah. fundamentalist. Well, that's even if it's going to cost us more. It's totally worth it if we're basically yeah. saving lives. Well, I, I think it should be regulated very. Yeah, it's well, it's 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 like it's 
quite frankly sick how um i guess unconcerned people are about like i said the whole saudi arabia thing it's like you really want to be giving you know excessive amounts of money to a nation that is doing trudeau all the feminist yeah oh fucking yeah yeah it was like a 500 billion dollar deal that he made yeah. Oh, the 15. But that was actually, uh, oh, like, everybody's responsible for that. That was Harper. Like, he actually started that deal. Trudeau yes, completed yes, it. Yes. This was a, a so like 15 billion. We all do that. The U.S. does it no. as well. The U.K. does it as well. Like, we're yeah, all yeah. in bed. We're all in bed. Yeah. yeah, all of us. The Trump, Obama, every single one of them. Yeah. They, yeah. Both on it. And, and they have to, because uh, honestly, if you don't kiss Saudi ass, then your country's economy is going to collapse right now. That That's the situation. Yeah. The only way to get okay. off of that situation is stop being dependent on foreign oil. Well, guys, can my you, dad used to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, sorry. Totally. You know, if we're moving forward, I, the story is not relevant. I'll just no, no, no. You, you, you tell your story. It's good. Oh, I was just going to say, my dad. He has worked in a few different Muslim theocracies, right? Because he, he, you know, worked in oil and gas. So he worked in Algeria. He worked in. He worked a few different places, and he, like, so he's always been uh, pretty realistic about these things and how very different things are. So. And I think that's the thing. People just don't get that. People, it's so hard to explain to somebody because we are where we are. Yeah. And they really assume that the whole world has moved in the same direction in the same amount of time. Yeah. And they just cannot fathom that there are, that the rest of the world has not moved in the same direction as us yeah. nearly in, at the same speed. They, they think that we're all the same and we all think the same and we all feel the same. I'm like, even us, like even when I was growing up, so I'm talking like in the 80s and 90s, people were still super homophobic, super sexist. Yeah. That was totally normal. Yeah. And so how could like if we've progressed that much in yeah. such a short amount of time, but but they like we we wouldn't even recognize ourselves from the 80s. So they yeah. can't get that there are huge pockets of this planet where no, you're not going to recognize the way they think. You're not going to. Yeah be able to wrap your head around, you know, their value system is completely different from where we are. They think well, that's racist or, or something yeah. to say that when it, no, it's just truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's as racist to say that about the West just 10 years ago or 50, 20 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck. Um, I actually, I think I tagged you in a comment, like I want to say it was like three days, like maybe a week ago. Oh. And a woman was commenting on, um, what was it? Oh, it was about the I, the you know the reintegration program that Justin Trudeau was proposing for these these fucking people coming. Oh, the yeah. ISIS people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this this woman commented and she said something to the effect of, "Oh, you know, ISIS was made by the CIA. You know, this is all just a hoax." To, it was the Jews. To, yeah, to get this is all just a hoax to you know um, incite hatred towards refugees and Muslims and blah blah blah. And wow, that's quite the hoax. It's very this detailed. Woman was saying, yeah, she was saying, you know, I'm First Nations and the real terrorists are like the white people and this and this and this stuff isn't happening. And I commented and I said, is your head, how fucking far is your head up your ass? You really think that, you really think that just because you don't see these things going on that they're not happening? Like, I was like, I, I was like, I can't even believe how fucking willfully ignorant you are. It just pissed me off because it was like, just because you're not seeing this shit happen in your own backyard does not mean that millions of people all over the world aren't suffering. <laughs> That's why I want to send all of these people to Afghanistan and Saudi Arabia and Pakistan. And, you know, I just want to let go see it. Go. Uh, this is a, this is a problem world. with the, uh, the extreme polarization is that, yeah, you know, if you're First Nations, you're obviously going to have a problem with the history of, you know, white people come to your land. But 
then what you do is you start taking, you have to take all of these other people who are also doing really horrible things and you think they're completely blameless because of what mm-hmm. you went yeah. through. So you're looking yeah. at everything yeah, very exactly. telescopically. From to your look. perspective. Yeah. Do we have a guest waiting for us in the next, for the next episode? Because we should start that. So. Yeah, 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 we do. By, so we by, by do. Katie, um, are, you part, are you in the Atheist Republic Vancouver Consulate? Because if not, you should join that. I don't think so. Okay, we have a we have a Vancouver. We have a Asus Republic has a chapter in every on every major city. So if you want to, it would oh, be great okay. to have you there because I kind of okay. also if you have interest in interested in like starting events and stuff because that group could use some more activity. If, if uh, okay, yeah, look for the. I'll send you the link to the Vancouver chapter and consider joining it. Okay, sure. So, Katie, do you want us to share your social media with this video if there's anybody that wants to get in touch with you or you're not interested? Um, I don't really think anyone will want to, but so it's, it's probably uh, good. No, people I don't really are already have, asking. How, yeah. People are already asking how they can get in touch with how you. How can they find okay, you well, on, on yeah, Facebook? You can, you, can, you, can, you can send them the link to my profile. <laughs> okay. Somebody, somebody uh, mentioned that they, they think that you were on Ruben. They think they said that they recognize no. your face. and like, no. no no, I, t- I told I told him all white people look the same. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the racist thing to say. <laughs> she's white. She's on Ruben. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> all right. Well, it was great having you on. Thank you so much. I hope that uh, I hope that we had some progressive left SJW people. Hopefully, are willing to listen to this episode and willing to hear you speak and um, possibly learn from you. And you know what? If I ever get any SJW crazies on my page, I'm just going to send them right to you. How's that sound? Sounds good. I'm, okay. I'm well-equipped to deal with them. Perfect. I'll be like, Katie, fix them. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Right, good to talk to you, Katie. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Secular Jihadists have been made possible thanks to the gracious support of the Illuminati and the great state of Israel. That's what we have been told, but we haven't received our checks yet. In the meantime, we greatly appreciate the support of our current donors. Please consider supporting by sharing the podcast with your fellow heathens or by donating at patreon.com slash sjme.